You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 114. I am one of your hosts, your favorite Portland Mexican, Christian Macias. And I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM. And, of course, the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Uh, as you can see, Gage is not here this week, but uh, inshallah he will be here next week. Thank you everyone watching uh, us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every week at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN, as well as on twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN. The topic of the show this week is our game industry woes, but more on that later. Um, but first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week. But before we actually jump into that, I'm actually going to pass the mic over to Dan for a moment for some, uh, a special surprise. Wow, you're passing it to me. Okay, well, here we go. Mm -hmm. So, after the podcast last week, shortly after the podcast last week, I got an email from Jeff Keighley. Uh, actually, I think it was Sunday. And... So last year, Jeff Keighley did the Zoom calls or whatever for the Game Awards where he was talking to a bunch of, a whole bunch of fans that wanted to you know join in and, and talk about the Game Awards and ask him questions and all kinds of stuff. I joined every single one of the Zoom calls just because I, I thought it was super cool. He always had guests on there. He, I think Phil Spencer was on there at one point. Uh, so yeah, it was super cool. I got an email on Sunday from Jeff Keighley uh, or from his company that said, you are invited to the Game Awards. Uh, you can sign up to get t to have a chance to get tickets. It was first come, first serve basis. So I was like, all right, uh, this is in L.A. I have a giant fear of flying. I hate airplanes so much. But I'm like, this is like a once in a lifetime thing. So I'm like, all right, I'll just sign up and see if I get them. I even, to be completely honest, which I don't, Christian, you don't even know. Oh, whoops. I have the wrong name up. I'm just realizing Gage's name is under Christian. Whoops. Oh, no. Sorry. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Christian doesn't even know this part. But uh, Christian, I even waited like, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes after that email came through because I'm like, man, do I really want to go on an airplane? I hate airplanes so much. But I was like, all right, I'll send I'll send it. We'll see what happens. Literally, I think it was the next day I got an email saying uh, that I was going to get the tickets and did I want to uh, get a plus one? And I was like, okay, sure, do a plus one. And then had to send COVID, uh, COVID vaccination cards to verify that I was vaccinated, did all that. And then I was like, all right, the plus one. So the podcast peeps obviously are, are the main peeps. And obviously with COVID happening, I was like, all right, probably there's going to be issues with like Canada and, and U.S. travel. So I'm like, I, I would love you to go row as well. But like I was like, Christian is literally like right next to L.A., like right up the road, so to speak. Not literally, but uh, I was like, all right, Christian, join me for this. And Christian was like, yes, let's do it. So, I love to see it. Yes, we've already been approved, got our vaccination cards and everything approved. So our tickets are coming next week and we are going to the Game Awards live. Yes. Which, oh, 
insane. That's insane, awesome. dude. Absolutely yes. insane. I'm so excited. That's Let's FaceTime awesome. Rowan were there. Yes. Please. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I we could that. even do like a live thing outside the venue, just be like, Yeah, we're here. I don't know, Heck something yeah. stupid. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So obviously we me and Christian won't be there for live reactions for uh for that, but Ro, you're more than welcome to do I them. would love to still do it. Yes. Okay. Also, and if Gage is available to do, I know he has his podcasts to do as well, but I'll definitely uh be more than happy to to do it solo if it if it has to be that. But yes, I'm so excited for you guys. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yes. When they pan the camera, maybe you'll be able to see us. We'll, we'll give you. That's a what wave. I'm hoping. Yeah, you guys will be in the crowd or something, and be like, "Oh my God, it's Christian and Dan." <laughs> or if they show, uh, if they show a Halo TV series trailer, like they're rumored to be showing, just listen <laughs> for me to fucking scream like, "Holy shit, let's go!" Sorry. Dan's gonna lose his mind. I will. What a bummer that Halo isn't like nominated though. Yeah, that does suck. And like, the, we'll talk about it later in terms of. Halo Infinite, yes. but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I was going to say later. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout out Kirk on the craft as well. We're chatting with him away. He is excited for us. He also hates uh, hates um, airplanes, Dan, who hates flying, but he doesn't. He said he's not afraid of it, he just hates, hates flying. I'm with you. Um, he said he missed who's going, and is it Daniel and Chris? It is. It is Daniel and Christian who are going to the Game Awards. Yes. Yeah. Let's all give our uh, our prayers to Dan, who is is nervous about flying. But yeah, you can do it, buddy. Dude, when I call, you could tell when I called you on that Discord call. I was so yes. fucking nervous just thinking about getting on an airplane again. Like I was freaking out. I was legit. He was like, I, I guess I'm gonna go look at flights now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, man. Just, just you know, fly with the windows down. Sleep as much as you can. <laughs> Why is the windows down? <laughs> no, I thought. You, are you? Are you? You just don't like flying, or is it? Is it a fear? Oh, it a fear? oh, it's a fear. Yeah. So. Okay. So I thought, like, you know, the, having the windows closed would help. Wait, no? when you said windows down, you mean like the oh, like, the oh, shade. Like the blind yeah. thing? Sorry, the shade? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I meant. No, don't open the windows. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ro told me to. I don't know. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, folks, let's move on to PX News of the Week. As always, uh, we started doing some quick bites, some smaller stories we can comment on, but we at least want to uh, give a shout-out to some smaller stories. Um, this maybe is warrants a bigger discussion, but I th- actually, no, I threw this. I have it on here twice. Sorry, in my own doc. So I'm actually going to skip that one. Okay. The first actual quick bite is Sifu avoids Elden Ring, and uh, the release date is officially moved up to February 8th, 2022. Quick thumbs up or thumbs down if you're, if you're excited about Sifu. So we got two thumbs up. Awesome. Three with me. <laughs> Cannot wait. Very smart for seafood to, to move up in a few weeks, in my opinion. Moving on. Halo Infinite officially goes gold. Um, I have been proven wrong, <laughs> of course. I said it was going to get delayed. It, it isn't. It's ready to go. Dan, are you excited? Oh, obviously, yes. And it just makes me happy that in just a couple weeks I get to play the campaign and then hours later go on an airplane flight to the game awards and not even get to play it. Take your Xbox. Yeah. The problem is I'm not even going to have time when we get there. Like, I know. So there's no point. Yeah. Bro, are you excited? Yeah, I mean, a little, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> now that I've played uh, multiplayer, I was like, I'm, I'm itching to play a little bit, bit more Halo, so... I'm, I'm planning to go back to it too. There's no way I'm playing Infinite before I, I finish the, the rest of them, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Nice. 
Another quick bite. PlayStation seemingly uh, patents some faceplates. So are we going to get some customization in the future? Perhaps. Oh, none of you guys have PS5s, I think, right? No, Dan has a PS5. Yes, yes, sir. He has to, he has to are, finish Ratchet. Are they going to... No, I did finish Ratchet, Christian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. But are they going to start suing a D brand who's making this? Probably. They already did, I think. Oh, they did, though. Didn't they? Yeah, you, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. So now we know. That's cool. more on PlayStation later. Be on the lookout for some more, some more PlayStation news uh, during news of the week. Lastly, the analog pocket uh, it will be begin shipping on December thirteenth. I don't know if any of us are interested in this. I think this is the, is this the one with the crank. No, that's the Playdate. This that this is one Playdate. this one could actually I think play Game Boy cartridges. I, I, I I'm not oh. mistaken. Let me let me double check on that and I can update you. But I think this is like a, a a Game Boy system, a modern Game Boy system, which is pretty cool. But let me double check. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in this. If if what I was researching on it earlier uh, is true, <laughs> um, it was delayed. So it's cool that it's actually starting to ship. Yes. Hmm. Something cool that, that I liked when they put, uh, they put out in their little press release that if you're away during the holidays, you can just sign up or sorry, log in to your um, your expected delivery date or whatever uh, and just mark that you'll be away. So that way they know to, to back order it for after the holidays. Otherwise, they'll be, hmm. you'll be presumably receiving it between December 14th and December 30th. So that's pretty neat. So it is a Game Boy system, a modern Game Boy system with a bunch of cool features for the modern age, uh, including its, its display. But it's compatible with Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance game cartridges. So pretty awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Love seeing mobile gaming coming back. Guys, are you ready for news of the week? Ready. Let's do it. This comes from Axios. Big story here. Phil Spencer calls for... In- Base Phil Spencer, by the way. We can't get enough of this guy every single week. <laughs> Phil Spencer calls for industry-wide support of emulation for older games to preserve the past. Now, I've got a quote here I thought was pretty cool. My hope, and I think I have to present it that way as of now, is as an industry, we'd work on legal emulation that allowed modern hardware to run any, within reason, older, executable, allow- older, executable allowing someone to play any game. Essentially saying he wants people to be able to play old games on, on modern hardware. Which I think is very cool, especially in the day and age where uh, trying to play like games like Metal Gear Solid is just like a, a pain in the butt. Stuff like this is obviously very cool for like preservation and just uh, just ease of access to play play your older games. Absolutely, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it's it's an awesome uh, endeavor and something one that we've been hoping would happen uh, as soon as possible because like you were saying how difficult it is to for certain games to be played uh in a modern day setting like sure you could bust out your old <laughs> your old systems and maybe purchase uh it secondhand at an extremely <laughs> ridiculous price but it's always good to just have uh easier options out there so it's a it's definitely a good thing to to want to <laughs> have i don't know how easy it's going to be but I would love that to be in our future someday, especially with games just being pulled out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a crazy thing. Crazy thing. Yeah, it's sad that it's sad that Phil knows that this is like a hope and like yeah. a dream. Like <laughs> he's like, yeah, I hope that this happens, but 
Yeah, um, obviously Microsoft's done a great job with backwards compatibility, and obviously that's you know stopping now uh, as they've done as many titles as they could do from previous gens. But yeah, hopefully game preservation just gets better over time and not worse. Um, and, and hopefully, uh, at least from like this generation forward, we don't have to worry about like compatibility and backwards compatibility and all of that stuff. That games just work. Hopefully. Obviously, one of the big issues is is copyright. We see we see that with um, even the newest definitive definitive edition of like those the GTA remakes, where just songs aren't present from the old games because of rights and stuff. Um, something kind of interesting that um, this Axios article brings in is that right holders are, can buy in um, if this like if you're able to do this like in some kind of legal manner, so that both parties are, are gaining money on this. Because obviously, right now emulation. Uh, is is like mostly done by by fans and like you're pirating Nintendo games. Nintendo isn't seeing any of that money, but if suddenly the rights holders buy in and Nintendo is in on this as well, and suddenly those interest those parties are are starting to make money, be able to do this in a legal way, and it's just a lot easier for everyone and not having to worry about downloading illegal stuff. So it would be very cool. I would love to live in that future. Absolutely. Otherwise, moving on. It is real. The Warner Brothers 2D character fighter, character fighter titled Multiverses has been officially revealed and it's coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S and PC in 2022. It is a free-to-play game. Absolutely insane. Uh, it will feature ranked competitive modes. It will also have dedicated server-based rollback netcode as well as voice acting. And yes, Matthew Lillard is returning to voice Shaggy. Insane. insane have you guys seen the videos of these of this game yes indeed uh yeah i mean poor nickelodeon all-stars brawl is all i have to say uh this this game isn't even out yet and i'm already more interested in this over 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 that one um i love the art style that they're using for this one as well and just just it having voice acting already puts it a leg above nickelodeon all-stars brawl in my opinion uh, I'm glad Finn is, is there, one of my favorite characters as well, one of my favorite, favorite shows. Uh, so yeah, this this cast of characters definitely speaks to me more surprisingly than the Nickelodeon All-Stars one. And it being called Multiverses is a really cool name and definitely implies that they could be pulling from any one of their properties, which they kind of hinted at with bringing in uh, somebody Stark. I don't remember her first name, but the Massey Arya ones. Stark? Yeah, from, yes. from Game of Thrones. <laughs> So that's already a wild one. So who can who can imagine what other uh, properties are going to pull from as well? But it being free to play, definitely, and voice acted, the art I think all that kind of puts it above uh, Nickelodeon All Star All Stars Brawl. Will it stay in the fighting game community? That remains to be seen. But I think it's a, a great first step. I think. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree with everything you said. Bro. The art style is super cool. It's super original. Like it, it's kind of like a cartoony art style, but it, it's not like you know. It's it's a very original, like cartoonish art style. Like it's not it's not like you know Fortnite or, or like many of those other similar you know car, you know weird drawn characters. I don't know. This is just super cool. I really like it. Uh, and it's funny actually. I was reading that uh, like Game Informer 
they did a Game and Farser uh, episode or um, issue, which is their April issue of Game Informer, where they kind of do like these fake like games and just make up crazy stuff. And they actually did something like this, like Warner Brothers Battle Royale or something like that, with uh, Mortal Kombat characters and stuff. So I just think it's kind of funny that it sort of kind of came to life uh, in, in that respect. But yeah, looks super cool and. Uh, the voice acting is super cool that like Rose said uh, to have that over, you know, something like Nickelodeon battle uh, all stars, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, right. so, yeah. Super cool. What are the odds LeBron James makes it in oh, after space jam? <laughs> yeah. Could be Probably very likely. Yeah. <laughs> Probably or, crazy. Or either Harrison Ford or Ryan Gosling from Blade Runner. I don't know who, do, who, who from WB do you want to see in this game? Whoa. Um, I I a lot of the Cartoon Network characters I would like to see. So they already have Steven and and Finn. Um, I think I mentioned this when it was kind of a rumor, but uh, Johnny Bravo was a character that I wanted, Ooh. even though I think he he's a Nickelodeon character too. But I don't. There's a weird crossover between Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Sometimes they air on both stations. But anyways, Johnny Bravo and um, what's his name? The Sam Samurai Jack was another. Oh, character love I Samurai well. Jack. Yeah, those those two characters for sure. Interesting. I, th- I I still think it would be cool to see like some of Warner's like game properties make appearances in this as well. Like uh, mm-hmm. even like you know Shadow. They have Mordor games. Shadow of the Mor- Shadow of Mordor. I think is what it's called. Anyways, uh, so characters from that would be cool. Uh, some orcs, you know, from Lord of the Rings. I don't know. They got a lot of options. Jared Leto's Joker. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was, that was totally a joke. Please don't take me seriously. <laughs> More like Joaquin Phoenix's. Uh, <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> That'd be a little dark for this. <laughs> yeah. Bring in the Animaniacs. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yes. Iconic. Oh, yeah. Moving on, we've got a story from Eurogamer. Another Halo story. Get prepared, Dan. Whoa. This comes with an interview, interview with 343's Joseph Staten. Yes. Uh, some tidbits here. Uh, 343 has been hearing feedback, of course, from the multiplayer beta that is live now of Infinite, uh, but is not rushing any fixes. They're just doing minor tweaks now, seeing how how things are going on a kind of step-by-step basis. Uh, Seemingly confirmed that Forge and co-op campaign are likely to come later due to Season 1 getting uh, an extension, um, as well as uh, something kind of positive here is that uh, the Infinite multiplayer... I want to call it more of a preview since it is kind of in bait. It's not its final release, even though it's very close. Uh, has been very successful for them, which is awesome. Uh, would love to see them get a win. Uh, and then I have a question here. This comes from today. Uh, IGN reviewed Halo Infinite. And Dan and Dan and I were kind of going back and forth on this in, in the private chat earlier today. Um, because it is a beta, and because 343 is still doing minor tweaks, granted it's it's not any huge changes, but I mean stuff like battle pass progression does seem like pretty kind of a a big thing that they may or may not change do you think it's too early to have the multiplayer be reviewed yeah it's it's a weird spot for sure because obviously uh, the multiplayer is content complete so essentially there's not going to be any more content in the multiplayer um at launch that there is, is isn't already there now uh but like I guess the biggest confusion I have is, is like, what if they make, you know, 
some bug fixes that maybe warps someone's perspective. You know, there was a famous thing that was uh, that I was pissed off about um, IGN reviewing uh, uh, Prey and originally gave it a horrible score and it made me so I'm mad. Yes. And and it was it was a game breaking bug that the the reviewer had so they reviewed the game poorly and at the time I was, you know, just upset about that because I think that the game was a fantastic game but anyways that reviewer reviewed that because of that game breaking bug. Like if there's a game breaking bug in infinite's multiplayer or something, you know, crazy happening. Like, I feel like that's doing a disservice to review it before it's officially out because they still have time to, you know, polish it or, or fix some things. Um, but obviously in this case, it wasn't really, you know, consequential in that regard because the reviewer gave it a positive score. It was a nine out of 10, which I mean, that's very good. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I, I, I think you and I agree, Christian, uh, when we were talking about it, we we're like, yeah, uh, you said that, yeah, this should be a, like a review in progress. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally what it should be. And then like drop the official, uh, review score on release day or, or near release day, but right. Either way, I mean, glad to see it get get a positive review. And people obviously have been loving Halo. It's one of like the top stream games on Twitch as well. I know Dan's very happy about that. Yes, very. After all the talk of oh, if this doesn't have a battle royale, and let me just point out the same people that were saying that if this game doesn't have a battle royale, it'll be a failure at launch are the same people that are fucking playing the game courage uh Whoa. And, yeah, oh. courage and and literally saying like man this game is amazing it's the best gameplay we've gotten in halo in forever and uh and even like dr disrespect you know he walked back some of his comments back then but it was like it drives me insane that's why wait till the game is out and then judge it but yeah here we are there. Any thoughts, Ro, on um, any of any of three four three commenting on Halo success? Um, I I have a couple thoughts. Like I I am enjoying the multiplayer so far. There's a couple of issues where I think we'll talk about once we get to what you got for me. Uh, since I think we're all playing a little bit of infinite multiplayer right now. Um, the the delays on certain things like forge and co-op. I I don't know. I want to ask because I I see a lot of different opinions online saying like. How could they launch the campaign without co-op? Co-op is so intrinsically tied to Halo campaigns and Forge as well and stuff like that. And I was just like, would it be better if they just delayed it completely until everything was ready? Or is it better for it to launch in pieces like this? And I I, I don't know, Dan or Christian, if you have an answer to that, because I, I, it's just it's interesting to think about it, how people would probably be angry if they delayed it. And another group would obviously be happy, like, OK, take mm -hmm. your time. Yeah, it's a tough situation, I guess, for the developers to be in. Dan, my friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you wanted to comment, so I didn't. You're better. To... You're better suited for this. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's definitely the camp that thinks that co-op campaign should have been there at launch, and I can't say that I disagree. But at the end of the day, like they've already had a lot of campaign stuff leak because of uh, one of their flights that they did a few months back had some campaign files in there inadvertently. And actually they've streamers have already gotten the entire campaign and have already completed the entire campaign. So like, Ooh. 
I don't really think it would be wise for them to push it back just because of co-op campaign and forge because for me personally, I don't want the story spoiled. Like I'm a huge fan. If I, if that story is spoiled for me, that will ruin the game. And it, also I'll say like the story is content complete. Like it, it is a complete story. It's just, you know, you won't be able to play with friends at launch, which yes, that sucks, but you can still complete the entire campaign solo, which personally I would rather have that than waiting another six months to get That's co-op cool. campaign yeah. and the whole game. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a six month uh, delay for co-op campaign. So it's coming after six months. It was supposed to come after three months uh, after season one, but they ended up extending season one, three more months because of uh, they needed more time essentially for development. So, which that sucks also because that means Forge is going to be at least nine months away uh, after launch. And Forge is huge for custom games and just like the crazy game types that you get out of Halo, which are so much fun. And uh, yeah, that's I'd say that's more disappointing, obviously, than co-op campaign for me personally. But yeah, uh, I'm excited to play the campaign nonetheless. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Moving on. Rockstar has officially apologized for the release of their uh, Definitive Edition trilogy uh, via a blog post. Uh, they said that updates are coming soon, fixes are coming soon. They also said that a cl- the classic PC versions will be added back to the Rockstar store, not Steam, not any of the console stores. Uh, if, if, however, if you did purchase the Definitive Edition trilogy via PC, you'll get the classic versions for free via the Rockstar launcher, so... We won't have to pay for those. Um, that said, does Rockstar actually care? Is this apology actually sincere? Because it feels like they don't really care. They want, they got their money. They released a semi-broken game, and they're like, you know what? Here, take the old ones. Take the the broken <laughs> old ones back if you, if you want them so bad. And you know, don't don't bother us until we're, we're we release another patch. Um. Yeah. I. I think there was there was a line in here somewhere. I'm trying to find it again, but I I heard it read the apology read somewhere else where they were like unforeseen issues or or something like 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 how could we yeah. know like this was going to happen until we released it and put it on stores? Like you guys knew the the issues were were there, I'm sure, and you still decided to to put it out. And the the obvious reason is because they wanted to put it out and get the sales and and stuff like that. Um. I, I hope it is fixed because there's people who have bought the games and probably do want to enjoy enjoy them. Um, I think it's great that they put the old games back up, but I don't think it's I don't think it's great for the reasons that they put it up. I just I think it's right. glad, glad that it's back up there. Um, but yeah, this is a it's I don't know if they're sincere about this. I only I think actions will speak louder than than their words. So hopefully they're able to fix the game and show that they are sincere they do want to and they do it in like a timely manner um but yeah i i think again when i when i i'm not a huge gta guy as i've said before leading up to this uh but when we saw the trailer i was like i was pretty i was was a little excited to to give to jump in and give it a shot and now all that just depleted as soon as i saw the the reviews and the the issues and stuff like that so it obviously doesn't look good on them so hopefully they do take that to heart and try and make it better yeah 
Yeah, it, it definitely sucks, like you said, Ro. And uh, I, I don't know if Rockstar, you know, is actually uh, truly sympathetic for for this happening. Um, but I also don't know if Rockstar is to blame for this, or is it 2K? Is 2K saying like we need this remaster, and like they're getting another studio involved to make it, and then it's just not up to par, but they still release it. It's like there's numerous parts that are kind of like moving that it's hard to tell really what's going on. But at the end of the day, it, it just sucks that they released this trilogy that just doesn't live up to what these three games were and, and meant mm-hmm. to the video game industry back in the day. Yeah. Cause it's not like it's totally broken. It's not on par with like a cyberpunk. Yeah. But I mean, it, it still is pretty bad in some regards, but yeah, to me, if, if they were truly more, I guess, sincere about it, they would, you know, push a little bit further to actually make some amends, be be able to have the the other previous trilogy available on on other platforms and other services on PC, and not just through their Rockstar launcher if you bought it there. So, if you're like most people, you probably didn't buy it there. So, yeah. <laughs> Moving on, right? Speaking of fighter games, Riot Games unveils a new assist-based fighting game called Project L. Uh, there's a YouTube video I linked in the doc. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. Um, I'm not a huge fighting guy fan. However, the art style, mm. the character design, and the way the camera just like moves when you're doing these combos looks really freaking cool. Yeah. That I would probably consider checking this game out. Yeah. The, the, the art style almost looks like comic book meets like anime sort of. I don't, I don't know if that's a good yeah. description. But yeah, it does look really original and super cool, Christian. Uh, uh, I'm I'm usually not a huge fighting guy either. Like I love Mortal Kombat just for like the story and the crazy gore and kill moves. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see like if like the fighting game community takes to this game and uh, it'll be interesting uh, for sure. Uh, Ro, does this excite you? Uh, yeah, it 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 does. I I really like the art style. Like both of you guys are saying, I I do enjoy fighters. I'm never really that good at them um like smash bros i enjoy of course um and like i, I really enjoyed skull girls back in the day that was a, a long time ago and i wasn't really that good at it either but it's the 2d ones that i really like and i think the 3d ones are not as exciting to me i i never really get attached to the to the art style of them but the 2d ones always have a unique art style because they have to because they're 2d or else it would be super boring like the guilty gear strive one is the most yeah. recent uh, example of it, like the arc arc systems they're making another fighting game i think as well that is in a similar style as uh guilty gear um but yeah i the art style alone has me intrigued and i think i'll definitely give it a shot when it comes around um yeah i i think it looks beautiful feels like we're in the 2d fighter renaissance with yes. with all these fighters coming out but like i'm here for it why not yeah me too <laughs> Some more news. Uh, we got a first look at Spider-Man in Marvel's Avengers, and folks aren't too happy about this one. Um, of course, <laughs> Spider-Man isn't going to get any levels, which is probably a good thing for people who are playing on other platforms, right? Yeah. Uh, I know we, yeah, but other, otherwise, uh, I mean, I don't know. How do I describe how how there's there's something off about this? Like the punches and the kicks like nothing quite seems to actually make contact with enemies it's like almost <laughs> the air in front of him the web shooting just looks a little weird the way he runs just looks like 
Yeah. A little janky, and the swinging is obviously it, it's slower. It has to be. It's not the actual, you know, Insomniac Spider-Man. But yeah, some, something's off about this. Did, did you guys catch this video? How do you? What do you think about Spider-Man and Avengers? I'll let Rogue go first because he's the <laughs> Spider-Man man. Yeah, I I remember talking about it to you guys about not being super excited for this um, for many reasons, and them using the the lingo of hero event instead of operations i think is what they usually call it um already set off some red for some some alarms in my head and yeah it not having a story mode definitely is a big uh, bummer and there is story but apparently it's done through like comic book panels and still images and stuff like that and audio logs and stuff like which is cool to an extent but when you set a, a kind of a history of doing more than that it kind of sucks for your biggest character <laughs> kind of sucks that he doesn't get that same treatment to an extent i understand it because it is exclusive um but if you're going to make it exclusive i think it should be at least worth it for the people who are there and it doesn't look like it's worth it for the people that are <laughs> that do have the access to spider-man and like you were saying chris in some of the the gameplay of him he's just like punching air which i think is more of a game issue than than spider-man right. himself because i think yeah. other characters might have that issue too but yeah he does he just doesn't look that fun to me um and this is someone who does have access to this character and otherwise would be excited because like you like you said you know he's one of my favorite marvel characters like so many people out there he's like the biggest marvel superhero so it sucks that he's getting this this treatment after black panther which was in my opinion so good so kind of a bummer that spider-man didn't get that that love yeah and like like you both said it's like a, a catch-22 like you know is it a good thing that <laughs> it, there's not missions yeah. not really because like you know the people experiencing it are still not getting like the cool experience uh but like, it's a lose-lose it is yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Like I couldn't help but when when I was watching this I couldn't help but like think of like this is like a cheap knockoff Spider-Man because we're so spoiled with Insomniac Spider-Man and I think that's part of the problem it's like Insomniac Sp- Spider-Man is so freaking good gameplay visuals and everything that you look at this and you're just like this is like uncanny valley like this doesn't it's not doing it for me I've got a follow-up question for both of you guys how long does Avengers stick around after this? Because, of course, uh, I think it was Square has come out and said that you know, Avengers was obviously a disappointment for various reasons we don't have to get into now. But, you know, like what, what else is in the plans for Avengers? Do you guys know? I know I think Ro plays uh, plays more Avengers than any of us. Yes. <laughs> and I don't play that much. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I said it when Black Panther was coming out. I was like, that, this is going to be the Taken King for Avengers. Like, this is the way that oh, they're going to oh, no. turn it around. <laughs> I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean that it was going to be good. I meant that that oh. would be the moment that if this fails, then the game fails. Because for me, that was what Taken King was for Destiny. If Taken King wasn't good, I don't think we would have, it would have such a huge fan base as it does today. I think the Taken King moved Destiny in the right direction. And I was hoping Black Panther would do that. I thought it was great, but obviously it didn't do that for what came after it. Um, apparently, I'm looking at the roadmap now. After Spider-Man, there's supposed to be something after it, like a Hawkeye like nameplate. Yes, there's a raid as well, yeah. I think that's supposed to come at this, on the same day as, as Spider-Man. Okay. So I hate to say that again, but I feel like that's going to be the make or break moment because we haven't had a raid in, in Marvel Avengers yet, so maybe that'll turn around. I have a feeling that it won't, but... <laughs> 
there are people out there who who really like it. Like Greg Miller, for whatever reason, yeah. loves loves this he's game. He's like the so only much. people. He's the only person playing it. I'm convinced. Yeah. yeah. And and he said the game. He thought the Spider-Man gameplay looks fine. So maybe there are other people out there who are like him and and think Spider-Man looks fine and they they're excited for this. I'm just not one of those people. And I think there's a vast majority of people who are sharing the same sentiment. So I really don't think Marvel's Avengers is going to be around for for much longer after this roadmap is is complete. I don't know what they're going Obviously, they want to add more heroes, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it is all free updates at the end of the day. So how much longer can they, they last? I think exactly. I think the biggest red flag for this game was the new story we had a month or so ago when Crystal announced that they're teaming up with... Uh, um, the initiative to work on Perfect Dark. I think that was the signal to the end of the Avengers because, I mean, why else would they go and work with an Xbox studio to make a first-party game other than, you know, this game isn't working for us anymore. Like, they're probably going to finish the content that they're working on now, but I, I don't see Avengers going for much longer, personally. At least it's made it longer than anthem so congrats <laughs> true i definitely you know, like anthem more than avengers really absolutely oh. yeah at least the live service aspect of it i like the campaign of of avengers more i guess like the story but i enjoyed playing anthem a lot more mm. yeah bummer bummer yeah. <laughs> moving on i have uh, an article here from gamesindustry.biz Reports Kojima Productions announces the launch of a TV and music division in Los Angeles. Quote, the new division will be tasked with working with creative and talented professionals in television, music, and film, as well as the more familiar games industry. Um, of course, Kojima, a big, a huge um, film and music guy. So this is pretty cool to see the team, I wouldn't say shifting gears, but expanding into, you know, mediums that we haven't really seen that that team sort of delve into so very excited to see what that team has cooking up in terms of either music tv or, or whatever I'm, I'm i'm in i'll consume it sure yeah this is this is really cool kojima and his his team very talented people of course so like you said awesome to see what else they they might be able to do besides uh the gaming space so i'm in the same boat i'm excited to see what they what they create over there yeah, and Kojima's always talked about like over the years his love of like film and and music and such. So yeah, that's super cool that he finally gets to open his own label. So. Maybe we'll get a Metal Gear anime. Konami allows it. Dang. I'd watch. I'd watch. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, some kind of insane news. I thought Epic Games has acquired Harmonix. Totally coming out of left field. I haven't thought about Rock Band in <laughs> quite a while. Uh, but you know what? I, I mean, I'd be down to play some new iteration of it. Like, give me, I'll buy the peripherals. I'll, I'll get to game and I kind of miss that. I mean, I would, I would love if a Guitar Hero even came back as well. So what are your thoughts on Epic acquiring harmonics? My, I think my biggest, my biggest, like, uh, well, this isn't great moment. <laughs> it was, uh, I clicked the link and read you know their description and essentially they're going to be working on Fortnite content so like yep. I, i'm assuming it's going to be a music event in Fortnite, which is cool but it's like it's epic continuing to put all of their eggs in Fortnite's basket and it's like at some point that basket's gonna break you gotta have other things you gotta keep 
you know, innovating, keep expanding your your portfolio. But I guess Fortnite continues to do well, so they they keep investing in it. Yeah, um, I think it's it's good for harmonics. Like at least yeah. they have Epic looking out for them yeah. for sure. So that's cool. Um, I'm like like you, Christian. I haven't thought about harmonics in a while. Love rock band though, but it's been a while since I've seen that name or even thought about them. So I'm glad that they're over at Epic. Not not that the news is super exciting for for us because we don't play Fortnite that much, but good for them, I guess. Kurek yeah. in the, the chat saying PUBG for the win. I guess he's not a Fortnite. Fan. <laughs> you mean uh, Pub PUBG? Oh yeah, P U B G. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something funny too in in the the article that I linked is that. Um, there are still plans for more uh, Rock Band DLC. Like, there's still existing DLC plans, which means some people are still playing this game. Surprisingly, so <laughs> yeah. shout, shout out to you if you're if you're still jamming. If you need a drummer or bassist? Let me know. Uh, another news story coming from Deadline: Amazon Studios nearing a deal to develop a series based on Mass Effect. What? Listen. I know it's kind of vogue to turn a lot of uh, game properties into um, TV shows. I'm always a little bit trepidatious, but still kind of excited. I know Dan's excited for the Halo uh, yes. TV show that's coming out soon. So, Dan, yeah. I know you're a big Mass Effect guy as well. Does, does this spark your interest? Honestly, this literally is on par with the Halo TV series for me. Like, I'm very wow. excited for this, especially seeing like how Amazon Studios handled the Expanse because they took that over about halfway through uh, when Sci-Fi stopped doing it, and they made that show. That show's budget went way up first off, and it just got better like as the seasons went on. And the Expanse's final season starts this fall, uh, I believe, next month. And this would be perfectly timed with that because the expanse is a a, a a space, you know, crazy over the top action type of show. So like Mass Effect would literally fill that void perfectly after they finish the expanse and then move on to that. I, f I feel like it would be a really, really good, you know, way to jump off um, fans of the expanse onto Mass Effect. So, yeah, super interested in this. How about you, Ro? Are you excited? Um, I have not played a single Mass Effect game as of yet. I would love to change that someday. Um, this is definitely cool for the Mass Effect fans out there. It didn't do... It did literally nothing for me because I haven't played the Mass Effect game, yeah. games yet, but I think this is really cool. Another reminder that I played and beat Mass Effect 1 this year and then never went on to beat 2 or 3. So <laughs> and I should the, get on that. 2's the best! They said the same thing about Halo. You know how that went. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ooh. I'm kidding. Ooh. Which is also true, Christian, but you haven't played Halo 2 either. <laughs> so. Oh, well, wait story. a minute. Wait a minute. Before Gage re well, listens to this, Halo 2, just to clarify, is not the best. Halo 3 is the best, but Halo 2 <laughs> is the biggest leap forward. Let me just clarify. Gage that. is going to be like, I got you to say yeah, it. I got yeah. you to say it. <laughs> I love that every podcast, it's like the same argument, but like, well, hold on, hold on. here's the nuance where like, it's yeah. like my argument is right. It's, it's awesome. Our last uh, story of News of the Week um, comes from, I think, Kotaku? Yes. Dragon Age 4 senior creative director leaves the studio. Matt Goldman, a Bioware veteran, has been in the position since 2017. No longer. 
I don't have any more thoughts on, on this. <laughs> Dragon Age, I'm sorry. Are you, any of you guys Dragon Age Four fans, or are look, looking forward to this? I'm, I'm, look, I'm interested in it. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with the the franchise. I played a little bit of two uh, after they changed the formula a little bit, and I enjoyed it. I just didn't really play a whole lot of it. But yeah, this is a, this is a little you know concerning. I guess uh, that he's he's leaving. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I remember new stories like this coming out for for Halo as well, but it was late in or late in the game, whereas like the game is almost almost done at this point. Probably sure. it's okay for them to leave. They're probably moving on to different projects or different parts of the company or whatever. Dragon Age, we've only seen like concept art of. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. it is kind of worrying that um, a director, a ner- uh, what is his his title again? His like creative, yeah, creative director. Yeah. Leave Dragon Age. Um, so so soon, presumably so soon in uh, its its life cycle. So hopefully it doesn't mean bad news for the game itself, um, because Bioware is you know it's on on a tightrope. It seems like balancing. They need some. They need some wins. Yeah, yeah exactly. Somewhere in the article, I, I could have sworn from earlier I read that it was like due to creative differences of uh, like the game's vision, but I can't seem to find that when I'm scanning it here. Mm-hmm. So I may be in, to- entirely entirely wrong, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, otherwise, why would a creative director lead if, if you know, True. they aren't jiving? So, <laughs> dang, hoping for the best for for that team to get that game ready to go because there are a lot of Dragon Age fans. I know that. True. That is it for news of the week. But before we get into topic of the show, as always, we do the "What you got for me" segment. Let's start with Dan. What you got for me? What have you been playing? I mean, the audience probably knows what I've been playing. Halo Infinite, Christian, of course, uh, which I know we we talked a little bit about this before, but uh, obviously I've been enjoying the heck out of the game. It is uh, anything I could have dreamed of for the gameplay. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think we already talked about this last week, so I won't keep going down that path. But uh, talking about like the progression issues with Halo Infinite and the customization issues, so... People have discussed in you know excess online and on Twitter and everything uh, all the issues around progression and customization, and there definitely needs to be changes made. I think the issue is people are going to have to be patient because it's going to take time for uh, what the heck's going on here. Uh, <laughs> uh, people are going to have to be patient because it's going to take time to actually develop these changes that are being made obviously they made this progression system to be a certain way and it's not exactly what fans want and uh it's not really what anyone wants so they kind of have to go back and look at it and say what do we need to change like that's going to probably honestly take a couple months at least um they did Mm -hmm. say that like not all changes will will happen you know, at at the season end. So, for instance, the season one doesn't end till May of next year. That doesn't mean that we won't get any updates to the progression system until May. That just means the next season of content won't start until then. So I definitely think Got we'll it. see some prog- progression changes before then. Um, but I do think it's going to take probably a couple months to kind of get that ironed out. Um, and I hope that they do because... The gameplay is so good that it, it shouldn't be taken away from the, the gameplay experience because the customization and the uh, progression system is, is so wonky right now. 
I mean, at the very least, everyone, like, from what I see on Twitter, is that the gameplay is, like, nearly perfect for, yeah. like, what they want out of a Halo game. So it's just, like, after that, it's just minor tweaking to, like, the overall experience, yep. which 343 can do, yeah. yeah. Ro, more Halo for yeah. you? Yep, playing some more Halo, just like Ken, uh, enjoying Infinite. Before I talk about that, I, I, I'm playing Eastward as well, getting back on, on that game. I left it for a little bit. Uh, it's taking it still very slow, but still enjoying it very much. So just updating you guys that I, I have begun to uh, make my way through that game. I'd love to finish it before um, the year ends. Uh, but yeah, going good so far. Uh, but yes, Halo Infinite, still playing that. The gameplay, very fun. I agree. Um, the, the They have a new event going on called Fiesta, I think, where every time you die, they switch out some weapons, and they're pretty fun weapons. You got the skewer, which is so fun to get a no scope on. Which <laughs> I I got a couple. I'm not gonna not gonna. Oh, right. I got a couple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that 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 game is really fun. Uh, that game mode is really fun. I'm having a blast with that. The progression system with that, coupled, not super fun because <laughs> it, it, it's challenges that you have to do, and sometimes you don't have. Uh, a challenge specific to that game mode. So the way that it works, like if you complete, a, what did I just call it? An event challenge, uh, which is Fiesta. If you complete an event challenge for Fiesta, you complete it and then it's gone. And then another uh, challenge takes its place. And sometimes it's not a Fiesta one. So you have to keep doing these challenges, which are so specific until you get uh, a Fiesta one again to, to complete the progress for the rewards that you get for only playing Fiesta. So that's that's a bit of a bummer that it works like that. To an extent, I get it because it's going to be coming back uh, again. This isn't the only time that Fiesta is going to be available. It's going to be coming back in different different weeks. So I, I guess they don't want us to just destroy this battle pass in the first week, and which is what I kind of understand with the original battle pass too. Like we have this is a long season, yeah. so us just being able to burn right through it would would kind of suck because we'd just be burnt out on, on the game by the time the next season comes around. So I get it to an extent, but it still still kind of sucks. Um, but besides, again, like Daniel was saying, besides that, I'm still enjoying the the gameplay of it. Uh, yes, Christian. The pass is like it's like six months, right? Something like that. Maybe yeah. Dan knows. Yes, long. the it's six months, so it, it ends May. Um, it's six months from that's right. Yeah, when it launched. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and Ro, you're totally right on all that. Uh, and that's kind of the dichotomy they're in. Like, like you're saying, like six months is a long time. So, like, could you, you know, it's hard to imagine speeding up the process of the battle pass because you do that, and people are going to finish the battle pass, and are they going to come back to the game at the end of this season because they won't have anything to unlock? So, this is a interesting dichotomy. Yeah. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, go. I, I also wanted to, to I saved this to for the stuff what you got from me. It's not even something that I got that I did, but I, I just wanted to mention because I wanted more people to hear it because in the pre-show I'm not sure if that's put on podcast services, but I don't think it is. But just in case, uh, I just wanted everybody to know that I listened to Christian's uh, video essay on YouTube and it was really good. It was really good. So it's not what I got for you, but it's what Christian's got for us. And it was really good. And I just wanted to compliment him on the great job he did. But have you heard of Super Eye Patch Wolf, Christian? Super Eye Patch Wolf? Yes, he's a YouTuber. A... He's a YouTuber. And he does video essays too. And I would, I'll would, i link one of my favorite videos in the Discord for you if you haven't heard of him. Please, please. But he talks about stuff that I just don't care about sometimes. Like he would talk about WWE. 
But since she's so good at telling stories, I'm just like listening to him for the full 40 minutes or whatever. I was like, this is so good. Like, I, I don't know anything about WDB, but I'm learning about it. He's doing such a good job. And then by the end of the video, I'm like, dang, it's over. I just, I love talk, listening about WWE for all of a sudden. And I felt that way watching your videos where I don't, I haven't watched Master of None. I don't know that much about photography, but the way you tell the story was like, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. So yes, everybody go watch Christian's oh. video on Penultimate Conquest. It's really good on the Master of None. Yeah, that's a very nice compliment. Thank you. I'm always looking for more video essay, essays yes. and essays to watch. So I will, uh, I got he's fantastic. Open. He's awesome. Yeah, awesome. I'll start with my what you got for me with that then. Yeah, so if you're willing to watch a video of me geeking out about film photography and yes. Master of None and how those two are related, uh, check out my video essay. It's very cool. Oh, I mean, I think it's cool. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, Dan. I have the past week have been playing Halo Infinite. I downloaded it. Um, <laughs> What? What? You didn't invite your pals, Ro and me? <laughs> yeah, come I, on. I saw Ro was playing at one point, but I had a buddy that we were playing together. Uh, and so every time we'd, we'd log on and we'd hop in together. So I wasn't playing it by myself. Okay. And uh, before Dan berates me, I just want to make it clear. I think the game is probably good. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> probably a good game, all right? The thing is... I think it just isn't for me. Sadly, I never found the fun. And who knows? Like, I still have it installed. I still want to keep playing. I'll probably come back every now and then. I want to play with you guys as well. So, like, this is, like, tentative, like, thoughts on it. My only issue is, and this is, like, the DNA of Halo. So, it's, like, if I don't jive with this, then that's just, the you know, I'm out of luck. Because I, I'm not a fan of the TTK. Like, it, mm-hmm. that, like, I was watching videos on TikTok even of how to, like, effectively use the burst, uh, the BR. And it's like, yeah, put three bursts into the body, and then the fourth burst, you have to move it up to the head, and then you get a kill. And it's like, well, that's four bursts. That's, you know, 12 shots. That's a lot of shots. You know, the TTK, if, obviously, if you're going to miss some shots because you're moving and they're moving, it's going to take, like, a clip or two. And that just, to me, is... What? what? A clip what? or two? <laughs> Are you I don't know, blind? Man. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm just saying... Sorry. You, you I, aim in, you aim in, you get shot at, it takes you out of the aim. What do you want me to do? Hit fire from across the map? No Christian. way. The, the, the TTK takes so long, people just uh, walk away from me. Christian, <laughs> here's, here's, where, here's where I think you would benefit. You need someone who knows Halo to play with you because whether you're scoped in or not, the accuracy doesn't change on Halo. I do. Yes, I do know okay. that. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'm just yeah. checking. But, hmm. I, the, the TTK I, also, I understand because it is a longer TTK than many other games. However, it, it's not crazy long. Like it, this is actually surprisingly surprisingly infinite is actually a, one of the shorter TTKs of the entire franchise. Like Halo 3's TTK is so slow, uh, mm-hmm. especially compared to Infinite and like halo 5s even is very very uh slow compared to halo infinite and halo 5 is a much quicker faster uh game like it has more movement things but sorry go go ahead christian sorry the other the other thing that just isn't for me is on-site procurement um i'm never a huge fan of and i I know like i put out a a dumb it's a memeable tweet uh, that splitgate is better than um uh, and i'm joking i was trying to get a reaction to dan see if you'd respond and he did i did and 
I also saw somebody respond and say, Christian, you're just afraid to say that Halo's bad. And I, I almost went off on that person. I'm like, no, I'll leave it. I'm going to leave it alone. Who knows? Who knows? All I'll say is that in Splitgate, I know it's on strike procurement there as well. But like when I don't have one of those guns that people pick up, I never feel like I'm at a disadvantage compared to other people who have like power weapons or like other stuff. Versus in Halo, if I spawn in with like the, the guns that you get when you spawn in, I feel like if you don't find a gun quick, like get prepared to die uh, encountering anybody. And so that just for me just isn't the kind of game experience that I look for. And it, look, I know I joke around about how Halo 4 had the, uh, the classes, right? I actually kind yeah. of, I, 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 I don't know. I'm more of a class. I, that's just the way I grew up with like my shooters. So it's a, it's a, it's a personal taste thing. I don't, I'm not saying the game is bad because of it. Right. It's just that I'm, I don't find that fun. And like, I'm, I'm glad everyone else is having fun with it. I wish I did as well. Did you um, play? I have. Did you play ranked, Christian? I'm curious. I did not play ranked. I think you may actually like ranked better because ranked you actually start with an even playing field. Everyone has BRs, which BRs are the most effective guns because you can shoot yes. across the map. So I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like you would enjoy ranked more. That could be. Although it does get sweaty, and I don't, I don't yeah. know, and people like are familiar with Halo way more than me, so I don't know how I, how I would fare. Yeah, but I'm interested now. I would, would be willing to try that. My last controversial take is I actually don't like Slayer very very much, because because of the on-site procurement factor. Like I I I just yeah. I never feel like I'm having fun in Slayer because of that, and, and I'm actually just, enjoying the. Sorry, I just want to I just want to remember what Slayer Slayer was just team deathmatch, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Versus like the objective modes like um, Oddball. Mm. Like I had way more fun in Oddball just because we're all playing the obje objective. Also, everyone, you know, kept the flags. Yeah, play, play the objective. Play the objective. <laughs> I get you're doing some challenges, so I won't knock you there. But otherwise, yeah, okay. so I'm, I'm just weird. The, I'm, the game is good. It, it feels good. To, I never felt like it wasn't fun to play or it didn't feel good, I should say. But this wasn't for me, sadly. However, I still want to give it more shots, so. You, you haven't seen the last of ISO Christian on, on Battlefield <laughs> or on Battlefield. Oops. <laughs> on Halo? Christian. Christian, don't hate me, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that makes sense, though. You, you're just not a fan of like the pickup style game, you know, Doom esque. You know, I'm sure you weren't a big fan of Doom multiplayer either, Doom 2016. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the campaign, but not, yeah. Yeah. It did I'm make me sad, though. Sorry, I just wanted to shout out Kurt Croft in the in the chat again. Uh, never liked Halo multiplayer, he said. In in it for just the campaign only. The multiplayer is just bunny hopping competition, which I don't yeah. disagree with. Oh what? <laughs> like bunny bunny hopping I'm, part a, part, I'm yeah. a bunny hopper. Yeah. A bunny We're just bouncing around, like jumping, That's trying me. to make to throw off the opponent's aim. Oh my god. So annoying. Just try let me shoot you with the head, please. <laughs> Daniel does not agree, though. <laughs> oh, you guys are oh, killing me. <laughs> I do. You know what? We're all getting our grievances off our chest. I'll say something. Oh, no. When I, was play when I was playing Halo yesterday, Fiesta was kind of fun. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that was kind of fun. And when I started playing Big Team Battle, I was like, damn, I would rather be playing buggy-ass Battlefield than, than Big Team Battle ever again. I did not like Big Team Battle. Hated it. I will say Big Team Battle, when I was younger, I enjoyed Big Team Battle more, but as I've gotten older, I've gotten more competitive, and I enjoy mm -hmm. the competitive arena a lot more than Big Team Battle, but I still I like, like enjoying it. If I had a squad with people, 
with me going into big team battle i am sure i had fun with two of us yes. going in i was like this this isn't fun for me this kind of sucks for our team that is, yeah that's some of the most fun moments when you have a whole lobby of 12 people going into big team battle it's so much fun yeah i'm sure that's awesome <laughs> okay sorry that's the end of my halo thoughts more to come soon who knows it is time for topic of the show. What is wrong with the games industry? Some games industry woes, and there is a lot. Uh, initially, I was going to go into this week throwing in these, because of course we're going to talk about Bobby Kotick. I was going to throw him into quick bites because like, this dude doesn't deserve our time and attention. But then the more I thought about it and the more news came out, I thought it could actually be like a, a healthy place to kind of um, engage with it a bit further than than the ways we have before and kind of take it as an opportunity to like kind of learn what we can do uh, as like individuals and not just like how to respond uh, like at the company level or whatever. Uh, that's We're getting ahead of ourselves. I got a lot of art news, news article here. We'll, we'll, we'll try to digest it as quickly as I can. Uh, I'm going to start with 500 ABK employees have signed a petition asking Bobby Kotick to be removed. I'm going to pull from uh, one of their, their statements. We, the undersigned, no longer have confidence in the leadership of Bobby Kotick as the CEO of Activision Blizzard. The information that has come to light about his behaviors and practices in the running of our companies runs counter to the culture and integrity we require of our leadership and directly conflicts with the initiatives started by our peers. We ask that Bobby remove himself as CEO of Activision Blizzard and that shareholders be allowed to select the new CEO without the input of Bobby who we are aware owns a substantial portion of the voting rights of the shareholders. Tons of problematic mm. stuff. Uh, even if Bobby chose to um, step down, he would still have uh, a say in who comes next, which is next. It's obviously a huge issue. Uh, I'm going to hold off your guys' thoughts here for just a second. I'm going to throw in another article. This, or this comes from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Uh, of course, based daddy Phil Spencer criticizes Activision Blizzard and tells staff in an email obtained by Bloomberg that Xbox is, quote, evaluating all aspects of our leader, sorry, our relationship with the embattled publisher. Um, of course, money talks. Maybe this will have some kind of change in leadership. I'm going to have one more quote for you guys, and then we can discuss a little bit here. As public backlash mounts, the company's stock has taken a hit. J.P. Morgan Chase cut its recommendation on the stock, citing the growing controversy over Kotick. The, quote, recent negative headlines introduce a significant amount of uncertainty into, his, into this story. And it is unclear how long this issue will remain at risk, J.P. Morgan analyst Alexia Quadrani wrote in a note to investors. Uh, of course, as, along with that, Activision stock slid 3% on Thursday, bringing losses this week to more than 10% total. So, obviously, like I said, money talks. Like, people don't like losing money. Shareholders do not like losing money. They don't like having negative press concerning their company. Is this going to cause some change in Activision Blizzard? Do you have, have any thoughts on this? I, I think uh, money is the only way that yeah. they would be able to affect uh, Blizzard at this point because, J uh, not Jason, um, Bobby Carr doesn't seem to be wanting to move uh, from his position at all. And what you read first with him, even if he were to step down, he still has sway in who comes next is, is trembling. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that that was the case. That's uh, that's a scary. I'm sure 
I hope whoever replaces him, no matter who it is, even if he does have save, would potentially be better than Bobby Kotick. I, I hope that that would be the case, that he doesn't usher in somebody worse than him. It seems hard to believe at this point, but anything's possible, I guess. Um, but yeah, over 500 people that work at your company don't want you to be the head of the company. If I were Bobby Kotick, I would just be so embarrassed that I, I, I would leave. I, I can't imagine staying there. It just takes uh, some cojones, I guess, even though his must be very, very small. Um, but <laughs> nice. my, my God, I, I can't, I can't imagine. And, and like you said, the last one that he said with the, he's, he's planning to leave if he, the if the, he will consider stepping down from, if the workplace issues aren't fixed with speed. And even though he's the issue, <laughs> just like, so he's not stepping down pretty much. Uh, and it's yeah. crazy that Phil, PlayStation, and we're going to get to Nintendo as well, but the big three all said, like, what's going on over at Activision doesn't stand with what we what, what we stand for at our companies as well, which is, is huge. I think that's awesome that they were all um, voicing their concerns with what's going, over, going on over at Activision. Um, so again, yeah, the bottom line is what I think is, what we have to do is hurt their bottom line <laughs> yeah. uh, for, for things to, to actually change over there, unfortunately. Um, and like you said, Christian, we're going to talk about how we could impact mm. it ourselves. But yeah, that's just my thoughts so far. That's like his comment, like you said, Ro, where he says he would consider stepping down if workplace <laughs> issues aren't fixed with speed. That's such a tone deaf thing to say, like you moron, you are the reason why this is happening. Like this is the top, it comes from the top down. That's how, you know, companies and cultures and everything is formed by the man in charge. That's why the culture of Xbox changed completely when Phil Spencer took over from Don Matrick. Obviously it wasn't for these reasons, but for other reasons, uh, your culture is absolutely based on around your, your top leader. So yeah, it's such a stupid comment for him to even make. That comment was stupid, but then I clicked on the headline and it, it somehow got worse. <laughs> or the article, I should say not. Yeah. So Kotick, and this is <laughs> just like pay attention to the verbiage here. Kotick said uh, he apologized for how he has handled the situation. Right. Keep in mind, like that—that that is very passive. That. That implies that he doesn't actually is not apologizing for what he did. It's for how he handled it. Uh, and then he uh, moving on that he's just saying that some of the incidents that have happened during his 30 year tenure as CEO doesn't uh, cite specifically the actions that he did, just the ones that have happened under his watch. And, and I would go even so far to say that this whole thing implies that he isn't really uh, apologetic at all. He's more apologizing for him getting caught. Because yeah. this has been a long standing history. Um, I'm going to just, for time's sake, quickly throw in that, uh, according to Fanbyte, Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser uh, has, uh, I think it was sent an email to uh, Nintendo saying that he found the reports distressing and disturbing. And if that wasn't bad enough, there was another lawsuit that was revealed this week. Wait, a so former, we're, we're glad yeah. that PlayStation's against Activision, right? So they must be a good company. One would think <laughs> it is everyone. Everyone sucks in the games industry. Former PlayStation security analyst is suing the company over wrongful termination and gender discrimination. <laughs> Maybe the games industry sucks, I wrote. And, like, indeed, yes. Why just men in general? Why are we like this? Why? 
So I'm, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this opportunity to shift to the this discussion questions I have because I think this might be more fruitful than just us saying like, yeah, this sucks, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We, we have said this before, <laughs> numerous, too many weeks, uh, I would say, this year. Yes. So. Of course, I think it's very important for things like unions to exist. I think it's very important for there to be um, uh, tons of voices within the companies that are, that are addressing these issues sort of uh, head on. I love to see that, right? People versus company. But there are things we can do on the micro scale to prevent stuff like this from ever even happening to be, uh, in, the in the first place, right? We want to treat, uh, how does the phrase go? The, the symptom, not the wound? Right, I think I, I think I have that right. Mm. Um, and that I think begins with culture and the way kind of you know quote unquote gamers um, respond to one another. Right, there are tons of communities that are toxic. You you could play a, an online multiplayer game and and hear either racist stuff being thrown out or very sexist and misogynistic stuff uh, happening. And normally I'd be the kind of guy who just like mutes and moves on. But lately, and especially in Valorant, during my time in Valorant, I got used to calling that stuff out because I, the buck's got to stop somewhere, right? If, if I'm silent, I'm in some way implicit. So if I'm vocal about it. At least in some way, I'm hoping that the dude is going to wake up eventually to, be, to realize that stuff like this isn't okay, right? And so I'm posing the question is what, do, what can we do? At, and I'm just considering the PlayStation article. And, and all of Activision stuff. What can we do as men in the game space to to prevent stuff like this? And this, there's no right answer, obviously. I just want it to be a kind of dialogue for things we can do. Yeah, like, on the micro scale, like, Christian, you made a really great point about, you know, when you hear stuff in, in game or you see text chat in game, like, I'll give you a great example, and this is maybe more so a great example of why I probably I probably personally shouldn't be the one doing this because I don't handle it well. When uh, I've had numerous situations playing Master Chief Collection where people will type in the chat or they will talk over chat, and mind you, I play 99% of the time I'm playing Master Chief Collection, I'm playing solo, so I don't have my headset on because I like my speaker, I like my surround sound setup better than headphones so i'm literally just playing and you get these like racist like just disgusting things being said over my speakers and i'm just like all right this is pissing me off to the point where i'm gonna plug in my headset and go off on these kids because it just pisses me off i i literally i'm not kidding you i will turn my headset on and just start screaming at them saying shut the fuck up you don't know what you're talking about you're ignorant as hell but then obviously that doesn't help because it just gets worse it just gets yeah. more spiraling the wall yeah it really is but yeah there's there's definitely some things we need to do like to address these things and like maybe some better report functionality some from from games and game developers and uh in terms of like in their environment like that they have reporting structure at their companies to like report something that's happening to uh an anonymous you know intermediate or independent not intermediate independent person uh that isn't involved in the company so that they don't have sway you know whether you're going to get a bonus or a raise or whatever like some people are legitimately afraid to come forward with things because they're afraid it's going to affect their you know stature at the company and like risk them being able to move up in the company so uh i think 
they definitely have a lot of things that they need to add in that regard. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of it. It seems like there's not a lot we can do sometimes, uh, but I don't think that's an excuse to. Or I don't. It's, there's a lot we can do, but it, it just seems like it doesn't have a lot of effect sometimes. Sure. I, I, and I don't think that that should be used as an excuse as an excuse not to try to to change it because we should at least try to change it and set an example for at least ourselves of the world that we would like to live in. Um, but I agree with both of you and, and speaking up against uh, up against uh, any hate that we may come across, whether it be on Twitter or in the games that we're playing, um, is definitely very important to just call it out um, and also just sometimes be quiet and, and just listen to people like the women and, and people marginalized uh, in these instances and then support them. In, in a lot of these cases, just to listen, spread the word, and, and make sure that the people who are, are hurting these people are are, are held accountable. Um, the, the thing that I've been doing is just not supporting me outright, and that is something that is, you know, seen with either praise or, like, what are you doing? Why are you helping the developers, which is what I saw most recently, was a, a higher person in the video, uh, a more popular person in the video game industry saying like, you, you should still buy the games even if, you know, Activision is a, is a crap company because you're hurting the developers and kind of shaming those who decide not to do that, which I, I definitely understand the, the, the mentality behind it. Like, of course you want to help the good people at the company as well. Uh, I don't think it is wrong to not <laughs> to partake in wanting to support a bad company either though. So I don't think you should be shamed for choosing one or the other. Um, yeah, so in my in my particular instance, I don't want to support Ubisoft or Activision at this time until there is change. Riders Republic, as I said before, the games that they make usually aren't games that speak to me anyway, so it's kind of, kind of easy. But Riders Republic was the most recent one that I kind of had to fight myself not to purchase because it, it looks really fun. But it's like no, they're they're doing some horrible crap out of there, and I don't think it's been uh, settled yet. So that was that's just something that I I try to do is just not to put my money where my mouth is. Um, and again, if you are someone who plays games from companies that you don't agree with the ideals, I I think still think that's perfectly fine. It's just something that I just don't want to do. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I just hope something changes because, like you said, Christian, you've been talking about this a lot throughout this year, especially. Um, so hopefully, as time goes on, we kind of weed out these kind of terrible people and get a more wholesome gaming space. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but it is hope. I hope it does. That is a great segue because I don't have a plan per se, but like I have right. like a quote unquote. I'm going to say solution because it does. I think in some way kind of affect the the culture that that you see or would like to see, or that at least kind of impacts you or that you see in your circles online. And I wrote down in the notes, just boost marginalized voices in the industry. And that can mean a lot of things. So Ro mentioned uh, the idea of like just listening. Mm. Normally, I'm not a big Twitter spaces guy, but Moises Taveras, aka Platino Ranger, had a uh, space on Twitter a few, a few days ago. It was, like, it, meant to be, it was meant to be a joke uh, referencing a, a different space. And it was called Gamers uh, or like Rotting My Brain, something like that. And it ended up being actually a very insightful conversation about like, just marginalized people in in the industry to, like period and about how we treat each other and how twitter can be very toxic the games industry can be toxic and so it was very insightful just to sit and listen to to see what other people are are 
hearing or things that are being said to them um just being exposed to that was just eye-opening alone um and some other things that, I, that i've seen th- happen throughout covid is the opportunity to get more diverse voices in the industry right because people aren't uh producing videos uh, in-house they're doing a lot of online stuff it allows for people to come into the industry that haven't really had voices in there before obviously uh uh, the industry has been led by a lot of white dudes and having people come in remotely we've gotten tons of, of female voices um trans voices uh, people of color so i think doing stuff like this elevating voices that are normally marginalized and we don't hear a lot of in the games industry will go a long way to eventually then change the sort of culture that we're seeing in the games industry and remove some of the more toxic uh, viewpoints that we've Sort of been accustomed to, or hopefully not accustomed to, but have seen for such a long time. So, and that—that's my last note. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> That's—I uh, couldn't—I literally couldn't say it any better, Christian. I think that was well, well illustrated, and obviously, we just need to all do a better job at being better people. Uh, but yeah, don't worry. Next week will be fun. Next week we'll be have a good topic of the show, okay? <laughs> it won't be just actually. I'm not even here next week, so That's I don't. Know, I don't know what you guys are doing. We won't, we don't know what news is coming out. But actually, you won't yeah. be here the next two weeks, right? Or are you gonna join us from uh, from is LA? That true. Right. Oh, I guess. I guess I won't be here on the eighth either. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I'll call in or something. Yeah, you I'll, I'll, call I'll in. figure something out. Well, yeah. I'll figure something out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Otherwise, thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, me. Thank you, Gage. How you doing, buddy? (laughs) Thank you, Dan. And this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. Be better. (laughs) 